So this episode is about photosynthesis, so we'll begin with leaf structure. So the palisades are um, made up of a bunch of chloroplasts and they're lined up close together and they're at the top of the leaf so that means they have the maximum light absorption and they're the main photosynthetic cells. And so they're super close together to have that maximum photosynthetic cells but there's still space between them so that CO2 can circulate and this was an evolutionary compromise. And they're also long and skinny to have a higher surface area to volume ratio. Then the epidermis protects the leaf from dehydration and disease, and it's a layer of flat epidermal cells on the plant surface. So their function is, their structure function is on the outside of the cells, and the cells are super packed tightly together to prevent stuff from getting in. And the spongy is allowing for the circulation of gases, but also to capture some light energy because it's mainly an empty space, but they have a few chloroplasts. And so this maximizes photosynthesis by um, being close to the stomates where most of the CO2 is. And since it's a largely empty space, CO2 can still easily circulate. And the cuticle is made by the epidermis, and it's the waxy coating on the leaf, which acts as protection. And this protective, it's a protective layer, and it's made out of lipids. And since it's nonpolar lipids, it keeps water out or in, depending on the environment. Next up, the stomata, and their function is to let CO2 in and water and O2 out. Their structure includes um, being mostly at the bottom of the leaf, and they close at night to prevent water loss. Their structure function is that they are on mostly the bottom of the leaf to also prevent water loss. For guard cells, their function is to open and close stomata, and their structure is that there's two per stomata, and they open by swelling with water. The swelling of water comes from potassium ion pumps being activated by light, which ends up making the guard cells hypertonic and causing water to follow, and they close by lack of water deflation. Uh, structure function is that because the opening and closing depends on water. When water is being lost, they close automatically. For veins, the function is to bring water into the leaves and transport nutrients from photosynthesis away. And the structure is that they're made of many hollow tubes, which are each made of many cells. The structure function is that they're in the middle to supply water and take nutrients. Uh, and there's many hollow tubes instead of one big tube to move contents by a capillary action, which doesn't require energy. Within the veins, there are a xylem and phloem, and xylem transports water from roots, and phloem moves photosynthesis products throughout the plant. And then moving on to accessory pigments, they absorb light that chlorophyll A does not. So this just gets a wider range of visible light that can be absorbed. And it also protects the leaf from UV rays by absorbing them. And oxidation redox reductions are crucial in photosynthesis. So oxidation is the process by which an electron is lost versus redox is the process by which an electron is gained. And these always happen in pairs. Something has to get oxidized and something gets reduced. So for example, NADP plus is reduced in light reactions into NADPH and then NADPH gets oxidized in the Calvin cycle into NADP plus. Moving on from redox reactions, we're just going to go through all the steps of the light reactions. Hydrogen electrons in photosystem 2 in the chlorophyll are excited by rays of visible light and move to the reaction center. The electrons leave the reaction center and they go into the primary electron acceptor. Now, while this is happening, light energy and enzymes split water, 
oxygen is released as a byproduct and hydrogen and electrons are being used to replace the ones that just left for the reaction center. The first carrier of the electron transport chain takes the electrons from the primary electron acceptor. Energy is lost as the electrons are passed down the chain. Each carrier is more and more electronegative, which pulls the electron down. And that lost energy is used for ATP through chemiosmosis. Electrons end up in photosystem one, where they are passed to the reaction center and then leave through the primary electron acceptor. However, this is where it differs. The primary electron acceptor in photosystem one passes electron to ferrodoxin, which passes it to the NADP plus reductase, an enzyme. The enzyme reduces NADP plus to NADPH. NADPH takes the hydrogen proton and electron to the stroma for the Calvin cycle. For cyclic phosphorylation, after the electron is passed to ferrodoxin, it's passed back through the electron transport chain uh, between photosystem two and photosystem one to make more ATP. This is done to make more ATP for the Calvin cycle because you need three ATP as opposed to just one NADPH. Each pathway, cyclic and non-cyclic, are done by different enzymes. So the pathway the electron is going on depends on which enzyme gets to it first, which depends on the concentration. For chemiosmosis, electrons lose energy as they're passed down through the transport chain because each carrier gets progressively more and more electronegative. The lost energy is used to power a pump that pumps H plus from the stroma to the thylakoid. The H plus then diffuses back to the stroma through facilitated diffusion channels, which contain ATP synthase. The flow of H plus causes a shape change which catalyzes ATP production. A phosphate is added to ADP. Now moving on to the Calvin cycle, a molecule of CO2 is added to RUBP by the enzyme Rubisco, which forms a 6-carbon intermediate, but the 6-carbon is extremely unstable, so it breaks into two 3-carbon phosphoglycerates, or 3-PGA. So both of these 3-carbon structures get phosphorylated with 2-ATP from chemiosmosis, turning into 2-BIS-PGA. So this high energy electron and hydrogen from NADPH are added to BIS-PGA, forming two G3Ps. And after three cycles, there are six G3Ps, and one of these G3Ps is set aside to be made into glucose, and this is the one where all of its carbons are from CO2, and the other five, um, and there are other five, three uh, structures. And so you do the cycle three times in order to make one G3P with all of its carbons from CO2, and um, the other are recycled back into RUBP. And why can't the Calvin cycle happen at night? And that's because you need NADPH and ATP from the light reactions, and they don't store well, and you can't do it without light. And also the stomates close in the night, so there's no CO2 that can get in. And lastly, Rubisco is light sensitive. Moving on from cycles, we'll look at adaptations of different plants. C4 plants have a different structure. It's like the thorns on cacti. So photosynthesis is done in the bundle sheath, which is around the vein. The advantage of this structure is that there's less evaporation from water moving from the vein into the photosynthetic cells. However, the disadvantage is there's significantly less photosynthetic cells than an average C3 plant. The adaptations only occur with bundle sheath and mesophyll. Of course, it also has epidermis, cuticle, stomata, guard cells, etc. But it doesn't have stuff like spongy or palisades. 
The most notable difference with C4 plants is that they have an extra cycle between light reactions and Calvin cycles. The light reactions in Calvin cycle are done in the bundle sheath. However, this extra cycle is done in the mesophyll. Carbon dioxide diffuses into the mesophyll. Enzyme PEPCO fixes CO2 onto PEP. PEPCO is not inhibited by oxygen, and the whole point of this is to make sure that less oxygen inhibition is happening. Even if the stomata close and oxygen builds up, which is the adaptation for hot and dry climates, the oxygen buildup won't do anything because of a more concentrated area of CO2 versus the whole area being filled with oxygen. Instead of making PGA a three carbon product, it makes a four carbon product, which is C3 versus C4. PEP then drops the CO2 off in the bundle sheath, so it goes from the mesophyll to the bundle sheath. The now empty PEP cycles back to the mesophyll to pick up more CO2, and the cycle continues. Again, the whole point of this cycle is to push all the CO2 into the bundle sheath to be used while oxygen just diffuses between the bundle sheath and the mesophyll. There's a much higher concentration of CO2 in the Calvin cycle because of that select area. CAM plants are pretty simple. They've got the same structure as C3 plants. The only cellular difference is that their stomata open exclusively at night to allow CO2 inside the leaf which uh, the CO2 then binds with organic acids to be stored. And then the stomata will close completely during the morning and photosynthesis is done with the CO2 stored from the night. Less photosynthesis is done overall because not enough CO2 for the entire day is able to get into the plant. Uh, so this results in slow growth, but it does prevent water loss.